All right, James, you ready to talk about some magic? Oh, I am ready, my friend. I was born ready. I'm uh, I'm ready to talk some magic, and we're getting to we're, we're getting back to basics. Oh, that's we a, are. Yeah, that, it that's is a, that's a card. That's a card reference uh, for for you right there. Um, but <laughs> we're just going to be talking about some monocolors today. Um, I'm I'm Dylan, joined here by James Graham. Uh, and this is a roll for first, and we're going to be talking about some uh, some monocolors today. Um, I like monocolors a lot, actually. Um, all the decks I run right now, I think, are monocolored. So, well, you run like you run like mono red aggro, don't you? Like that's one of your your defaults. Yeah, in a couple different formats, I run it. Um, yeah, I hate you. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> like... So, uh, I guess we'll go into the decks in a little bit, but I just want to ask you a couple questions about monocolors. Yeah, we'll see how me, we'll see me. how well you do. Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna say a color, yeah. and I want you to say the flavor, the flavor, like, like the, the flavor, style? the mechanics, the aesthetic. Not no, not the aesthetic, but like the mechanics, yeah. sort of. Okay, I mean, right, you, right. you can you can say just like the aesthetic as well, but you know yeah. everything, everything <laughs> encompasses the color, right? Ready? Okay. White. All right, hit me. White. Uh, overrun, overrun, like with like tokens and like small creatures. White weenie is the first thing that comes to mind, but like I'm thinking like I'm thinking like a ton of cheat monsters just overrun you. Okay. Blue. Okay. Uh control. Counter spells. Counter spells. Counter spells. Okay. Black. <laughs> uh discard. Okay. Only discard. That's pretty good. Red? Yeah. Burn. <laughs> Perfect. Green. Um, ooh. Early big creatures. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if those, those are the answers you were looking okay, for. Okay, actually, it sort of is. Um, okay, cool. So I'm just looking at the magic uh, color pie chart and a little bit of a breakdown from them. Okay. And it's really good because magic does such a good job at um, getting across what each color is meant to be. And the mm-hmm. kind of mechanics and the kind of flavor that comes with them that I know you haven't been playing Magic for a super, super long time. And already, like, it's it's like it's like that. You instantly get yeah. it and you know what they're all about. So oh, absolutely. just going through the list right here of what uh what's written out. Um, white, damage prevention and life gain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small creatures, in quotations, weenies. <laughs> um taxing which i don't think any of the sets that you played with have any big taxing effects i think they're just being introduced now I think. yeah so yeah. yeah so in a bunch of different sets there's a ton of taxing abilities and, and stuff like that for white um so you might you might see that come around a little bit and then going on blue we have card draw counter yep. spells yeah. yeah, right there, counter spells. There it is, there it um, is. Bounce effects, tapping and untapping, and, you know, gaining control and okay, combat yeah. trickery. Like, it, it, you were totally right when you said control, because that is what blue is doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then black, we have creature destruction. Okay. This is the one I think you you got maybe the least amount, but you still kind of got it. Um, they don't actually, they, they just have like a, um, kind of like a general description for this. So it's like creature destruction, calling the weak, um parasitism okay necromancy and card advantage which discard spells yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's fair and then obviously red burn (laughs) absolutely burn um but something that um 
I don't think you've been around for too much. It, well, obviously, burn in aggressive creatures, um, but land destruction. Yeah, that, like when I played way, way back in the day, that mm -hmm. was a very common thing. But like as of recently, yeah, haven't had yeah. to see too much of it. Thank God. Yeah, so land destruction is in some other colors as well, but red has been like the it was it, it's the flavor for red in some of the <laughs> older sets and in some older formats you know they have land destruction decks sort of so there's a deck out there in that's played in modern called ponza that does land destruction it was good at one point but it's not really good now you'll see okay. it every once in a while just like a random person showing up to like a shop playing it um but that is something they're moving away from i think because is it like a, is like a, yeah. is a color identity kind of thing or is a concept in general because getting your lands killed kind of feels bad yeah it does yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. it feels super bad so i actually play uh an eight i'll go more into it when we start talking about decks but i play eight rack and one of the cards there is smallpox um so for anyone who doesn't know smallpox it's two black each player destroys a land discards a card sacrifices a creature and loses one health it's disgusting let me tell you this card is just a bomb like you throw it down and it ruins days like yeah. destroying a land is a huge deal like it's a really big deal to get like a land destroyed and you know be set back a little bit yeah. well that's just it it sets your curve back right and like yeah and that sucks right yeah and a lot of times you're keeping hands and you're going okay i have like two to three lands Yep. This is enough. This is enough lands for me to do what I want to do. And you put your cards out there, and one of them gets blown up, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And not only that, you may be forced to ditch one of those lands out of your hand, too, right? Yeah. Depending on, like, how valuable your hand is, right? Like, yeah. That's nutty, man. Oh, my God. Okay. And then finally, moving on to green, you almost had it on the nose with this one. But it's <sighs> powerful creatures and, like, um, ramping effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then I was I was trying to think of a way of, to articulate that because all I had in my head for a green deck is just Llanowar Elves and then these massive creatures super early. Like, yeah, and that's and that's I'm, perfectly on point for green too. It's yeah. you know a lot of like, uh, you know tapping elves for mana or you know getting extra lands out and then putting these just big just like a lot of times they're they're okay. I don't want to say there's never like super powerful effects with them because you have things like Primeval Titan, um, which yeah. does nutty stuff, but. Um, a lot of times you just have big creatures and their their effect is this is just a big creature. Yeah, like I mean most of the time the the only like extra little flavor you get is like trample. But I mean most of the time it's just like these big hulking masses that you have to deal with it. What is it, Gigantosaur? Is like a five forest, five green, ten yep. ten or something like that. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. And it, it's so annoying to deal with. And he's just a big dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just a big dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's it. So out of these colors, do you have any favorites? Like, do you, have, do you have one that's, like, like close and dear to your heart? So, and I think it's just because I had the most success with it when I play, like, Arena. And it's white. White has always been one that I've been drawn to. Mm -hmm. um, the, like, because, I mean, like, white kind of goes hand in hand with, like, soldier types and stuff like that. So, and I've always, I've really always liked, the, like, the soldier creature type. So, that's always been the one I've been really drawn to. Uh, Black's been kind of a close second. Um, but, yeah, def I think definitely white takes the cake. What about you? um so i would probably say red i'm really i, I, I always think about it and i'm like you know i really like this one deck or this one blah 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 and then it always circles around to 
but I just like burn a lot. And I like red. I like casting <laughs> spells and stuff like that that just do things, like that just just do damage. I like throwing down a spell that's really cheap. It does damage. I mm. like like swinging with a bunch of creatures really fast. I love red. I love its flavor. And like I, I can always play that flavor in no matter what format I'm in. I can be playing like Le- like legacy i'd be playing uh modern standard anything i could play a mono red deck if i wanted to and do okay with it yeah it's not always the best but you can do okay with it because you know red deck wins like that's the that's the meme right it's it's red deck wins you play red, red cards wins. and you just get in oh my god man so i was actually I, sorry, sorry I, go I was just gonna say i had to peg is blue blue is like really? what i like yeah 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 and I don't know if it's just because he's seemed like a shifty character or what. I, I, I'll let you on a little secret. Okay, hit me. I fucking hate blue so much. And I know it's yes. like the meme that everyone hates blue and stuff, but like, oh my gosh, whenever I play against like a control player, I just like want to cry. I hate, I hate it so much. Counter spells feel so bad. and They do. They feel the worst. And, yeah. and, like, the thing I find about playing against a control deck is that it alters, it, like, severely alters how you think about the game. Uh, more than any other color, I find. Or any yeah. other, like, play style, right? So. And, but I actually will admit, yeah. um, we'll talk about this in probably another episode. Um, but I do like blue when it's mixed with red. Of course. Yeah, because they, they play off each other well, but we'll, we'll get into, into a, a different episode. Um, but I just want to go over a little bit of um a, a few cycles of cards that okay. i think are really really interesting uh so for anyone who doesn't know a lot of times when they're designing sets for magic they release cards in in cycles so usually it's called a horizontal cycle so they'll make cards that are kind of related but one will be green one will be blue one will be black one will be red but they all fit the same flavor they all like are, are relatively the same um and okay. so you'll you'll get this when I when I whenever I, I start bringing it up. So in Dominaria, theirs was the mono three color cycle. So this one was so incredibly strong. Banalish Marshall, Tempest Gin, yeah. Goblin Chain Whirler, Steel yeah. Leaf Champion, and then Dreadshade. Dreadshade kind of sucks, but <laughs> Dreadshade's the only one I don't see yeah, regularly. Exactly. Right? Whenever, like, I was looking through this list and I was like, Dredge, Dredge, I don't remember this card. <laughs> it, it's not very good, but all the other ones are so incredibly good. They're disgusting. They're like, yeah, they're one of the, they're like easily some of the best three drops you'll ever come across. Yeah. And the way that they design these cards is they think, oh, you need three red mana to cast this card, which if you think about it, if you're running anything but a monocolor deck, yeah, it is kind of hard to cast a, a three mana card on curve but if you're playing a monocolor deck that's just turn three that's just a turn oh, yeah. three card you're putting down a turn three card that it hits it enters the battlefield does one damage to all your opponent's stuff including them yeah. and then it's a three three with first strike that's insane that's so yeah. good that's gross yeah yeah and i'm and i mean like and that's just the and that's just the red one i think i think out of like the five i want to say the red one's the nastiest just with that like without one damage to everything like I, you can't really touch that you know what i mean like i would put i don't know the the the, the or the degen or whatever the hell it is Jin. Is, is it is the degen it's, silent it's, it's Jin, is yeah. it just like, is it like Django? like is that is, is that no it? it's like uh it's like it's like a um 
it's like from uh, Arabian Nights. Like not from it, but it's like it's part of like I, Middle Eastern like uh, myth. Like jinns. right, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I know. I understand what it is. I'm uh, like, as far as the pronunciation. Oh no, no. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, just okay. Silent D. Yeah. So I think I feel like that one might be the next nastiest. I don't know because I, like I almost put like the other three, excluding Dreadshade, like on par with each other as far as what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, they're all really strong. And they fit the they fit the flavors super oh, well, perfectly. right? Yeah, absolutely. Except yeah. maybe gin. I don't think gin fits it super well. That's the only thing it, I think that doesn't fit. It's a it's a zero four flying, but the attack is based off of number of islands. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, like you'd think it would be something that's like linked to like spells in graveyard or something like that along like along those lines or spells or like like I, I, you couldn't you couldn't do like. Car, like spells in hand or like cards in hand because I feel like that would just be busted. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I as far as flavor, yeah, I think that's like a tier below the other ones for sure. Yeah. Um. But I mean, like the Marshall, like you know. Oh, perfect! Bump, I love the Marshall. Bump everything up plus one, plus one, and um, Chain Whirler just dealing that damage everywhere, and then just like mm-hmm. being able to just keep swinging in, and then Steel Leaf Champion just being an incredibly strong card. Yeah, super early because like how how many other people have like who, who, that runs something that has plus two attack and like that early? You know what I mean? Like it just it just mows over everything, right? Yeah, or, and, it, or it negates it, right? It doesn't even have to deal with it. Yeah, and you have to defend with like the other text of the card is you have like if you're gonna block it, it has to be with like power three or greater. So if you, uh, two power, yeah, power three or greater. Yeah, 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 two or three greater, and it's insane because like. It, like like if you think about the green and what they're trying to do they're throwing down an elf to like get that out of turn early like you see it like turn like two it's turn two that's, that's turn two. I've, seen, I've seen it turn two too many times to count and it like gives me nightmares man yeah it's gross I, yeah um haunts my dreams <laughs> and so <laughs> i want to talk uh, about a couple other cycles i'll 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 keep the the most famous cycle for last um but okay. another one i want to talk about is the command cycle so I don't okay. know if this is a card that you're familiar with. I'll run through the other ones, and then I'll lead it up to the last one, which uh, people probably know what this is leading up to, the command cycle. Um, but you have Austere Command, which is uh, six mana. Um, so it's four mana and two white. It's mm-hmm. it's ability. It's a sorcery, and it says choose two. And that's like the whole gimmick of this is choose two of a bunch of different abilities. Okay. So you could choose two out of all these. So it's destroy all artifacts or destroy all enchantments, or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three or less, or destroy all creatures with converted mana cost four or greater. Okay. So I really like these cards because it gives you choice. You get, for the most part, you get four options, and you get to choose two out of them, and you want it, to, it's a it's a really flexible card. They're, they're all flexible cards. And then so the black one is Profane Command. So it's choose two, target player loses X life, because the cost is two black and X. So target player loses X life or returns target creature card with converted mana cost X or less from graveyard to play, or target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn, or up to X target creatures gain fear until end of turn. And I think fear is, uh, I want to say it's reverse menace. Oh, so it's like the opposite of menace. So it require what, how would that work? Like it, it can only like it has to attack with somebody else. 
Is that no, how that no, works? No, 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 no. It's blocking, but the other way. Okay. Yeah, so cre- uh, the creature can't be blocked except by... Oh, no. Is that right? Oh, I, I totally messed that, uh, messed that one up. So it's actually this creature can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. So... Oh my god! I yeah. can see I, I, now. I know why I haven't seen that because mm-hmm. that's such a like a nichey little thing, right? Like yeah. And okay, so let me go back to the list and read it. Uh, another one. There's a couple more. Insidiary command. So this is choose two. It deals four damage to target player, or mm-hmm. deals two damage to each creature, or uh, target non or destroys t- non basic land, or player discards all the cards in his or her hand then draws that many cards okay yeah seems it seems on it seems, seems on very flavor. red seems very red very red then you have primal command which is three mana two green choose two target player gains seven life or puts target non-creature permanent on top of his or her own library uh or target player shuffles his or her graveyard into his or her library or search your library for a creature card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. That so it's feels... green? Yeah, it's green. It's green. This one sees some play. It sees I can see some why. play. Not a ton, but some. The other ones, um, I don't really think I've seen them played in older formats at all. I don't think anyone plays them. Except for this last one. Right, the most the one. famous command. Cryptic command. Cryptic command. The essence of blue, the the end all be all control spell for blue. This card is one colorless mana, three uh-huh. blue. Choose two, counter target spell. Okay. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Okay. Tap all creatures your opponent controls. Oh. Or draw a card. So a lot of times, what you'll see is you'll go, okay, I'm gonna play a good card. You go to play the good card. Cryptic command, counter, draw. They counter your spell, and they draw a card, and this is insane. That this, irks me to the core, this, man. This is the essence of blue here. This is, yeah, like, is. the perfect blue card. You, like, it, it gives you control. And then not only does it give you control, it's flexible control because you're choosing two. Mm-hmm. It's a counter spell. It's a bounce spell. It's a tap spell. It's a draw it's spell. Draw. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't. Th- I can't think of a single card like out of the other like out of the other four. That one hits it on the nose the most. Like the other ones, you're like, okay, I can see, I can see how that's kind of like X color or Y color, but that that's disgusting. Yeah, it's insane, right? Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, and so <laughs> this is like this is uh, a must include in in any blue control, um, at least in modern. Um, so whenever you, you see blue control, they're going to be running this card for sure. Oh yeah. So the big one right now, I think is like Azorius control. They, they run in that, but so I just want to go over a couple decks that we play. Oh no, sorry. Sorry. I have the boon cycle. Sorry. I almost forgot the boon cycle. The boons. Oh, the, so everyone, everyone should know the boon cycle because they're older cards. They're mm. probably some of the most famous cards magic has ever printed. So the flavor of this cycle is that it is a one mana effect and it has an effect that that has something to do with the number three okay so if you think one mana something with the number three monocolored 
The first okay. thing that you should think of is, I would say, it's hard to say most famous because all these except for one are kind of famous. Okay. My, the first one that came to mind was White Game 3 Life. That's all I can think of. Yeah, and that is exactly what this is. So yeah. Healing Salve. Healing Salve is an instant that says Game 3 Life or prevent three damage to a single target. Makes sense. It's a very, okay. it's a very good white. It's a very on flavor white card, but yeah, it's not good. It's not a good card. Doesn't seem that great. Which is pretty insane because I'm gonna go. I guess I'm gonna ramp it up into into like the most powerful. So you have that one, and then you have Giant Growth. Probably one of the most printed cards for sure. Yeah, is it a plus three plus three? Yep, plus three yeah, plus yeah. three. It's yeah, it's, it's printed in in almost everything. Perfect green. It's like the perfect green card yeah and then you have lightning bolt oh lightning bolt does three damage to one target one red instant speed this is this is the card this is is the card card. like i i would say out of all the cards in magic this is probably the most popular one that people are most likely to play so obviously you have cards like black lotus black lotus is incredibly famous card but yeah. and I'm, I'm sure most people's has never played with a black lotus before obviously oh my God, no. yeah. but lightning bolt is is is, is it, it was printed a bunch of times it's not too terribly expensive it was it's in modern right now it's played in a ton of different decks and then on top of that if you played standard up until a couple years ago it was in standard at some point too so it, it's a pretty common card um for me for me it's like the most magic card you can think you know what i mean like yes. it is it is the the epitome of magic in yeah. like in a card incredibly powerful card yeah absolutely and then you have blacks which is dark ritual one mana add yeah. three black mana to your pool okay pretty yeah. gross you can see how that is incredibly strong mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah this yeah. is this is a not it's not an expensive card because they reprinted it into enough supplement supplementary sets and stuff like that. So it's not like a big deal mm-hmm. um, in terms of price, but you can't play it in most formats because I can it's see what it's incredibly good. Across, yeah, it's like disgusting. Yeah. And then you have the blue. What is the, the blue, blue one? Ancestral Recall draw three cards or force your opponent to draw three cards oh for one mana instant speed this is like this is why it's it's one of the it's one of the power nine it's broken it is broken that's a busted card absolutely yeah. nerf that thing nerf a- it. like absolutely <laughs> busted card it's so broken who was sitting there like hey you know what we're gonna do <laughs> Well, I know it was. It was, it was Richard Garfield. Obviously. Yeah, it was Richard Garfield was sitting there. And he was like, "Oh, this is a fine card. I'll just print yeah. it." But yeah, it, it, it must have hit him at like a late night when he was just a little too high, and it was just like, "This is you know, this voice. This mm-hmm. this is a card." So overall, what do you think of the Boon Cycle? Like, how, how do you feel it fits in the flavor, especially since this was in Alpha? Like, these are Alpha this cards. Alpha. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like. I mean. It's crazy to think that they had like the uh, the flavors established so early. You know what I mean? Like that was like they nailed the essence of each color from Alpha, and it, and it really hasn't changed. It may have it may have grown a bit, but it, it, like the essence has never 
gone away. So I think it's pretty crazy that they established that so early on. Yeah. I think the only one that doesn't really fit too well is Dark Ritual. I agree. I agree. Because, yeah. like, I like I can't think of many other cards off the top of my head that, like, gain mana to your mana pool. Um, it seems to be a bit more of a green thing to me. With That's the only way I can think of it, like, Llanowar Elves and, like, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think everything else is, like, bang on. Yeah. I think if they were to reprint this, they might print something that says, um, give something minus three, minus three. That's what I was thinking. Like, the, the opposite of giant growth, yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that would be probably the case. Yeah. So what's insane about these colors is early blue, the essence of blue is just so incredibly strong. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's too strong. Like the it's essence of it, the ideas of drawing cards and, you know, doing very controlly things yeah. It's kind of busted. Um, so I just want to talk about the other blue cards that are kind of quintessential to what blue does, mm-hmm. but we're too broken. Okay. So to let you know how broken blue is, out of the power nine cards, it's three of them. The other six don't have colors. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, they're it just uh they're it's just the mock cycle and the lotus. Yeah. Yeah, and the other ones are just blue cards. So Ancestral Recall, drawing three cards off of one mana, insanely good. Yeah. Then you have Time Walk, two mana, take an extra turn. That's, oh my god. Which, they really want the extra turn thing to work. And we saw this with, uh, with Nexus of Fate in Standard. They like the extra turn aspect of blue, but it's... It's hard it's, to design. Well, that's just it. Like, I mean, like, how do you balance something like that? You know what I mean? You have to make it like the only the only way I've seen it work is I think there's a there's a card in modern in whatever whatever arena is set up. Um, it's a it's a one one creature that has the effect. I think it's like two colorless and two blue to take an extra turn, and like that's how much it costs. So yeah. I mean, that's the only way you balance it and make it incredibly expensive, right? That's the only way because it's it's it's. No color, no other color does that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's insane. Yeah, it's it, it is pretty crazy. And so then the last blue card is Time Twister. It's part of the Power Nine. Um, this card was it, like they had to just like write new text for the card and stuff. Which I I think the latest version of it is each player shuffles his or her hand into and sorry. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. You can't lose, like, like so, not 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 by like card draw. Like, oh my god, man! It, so not so. So the thing is, it's three mana. That's also disgusting. No yeah. card should cause that for three mana. Like, yeah, no, it, like that effect is too powerful for three mana. Yeah, it does so much, and there's like a ton of like synergy with it too that makes it crazy. But on top of that, you're paying three mana to sh- to get seven cards. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, if you if, if you yeah, if you think about it, you're on your turn, right? You empty your hand except for time twister. You play it, and then it's like you draw seven cards, and it's like okay, the opponent m- might be on a it, it might be uneven because the opponent might be sitting on like five cards. They're drawing. They're getting rid of all the cards they're keeping in their hand. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, I guess I got to roll the dice on getting another hand that's better. And meanwhile, you're sitting there like, I just have seven brand new cards. I didn't lose any. Um, I, I wish I wish I had more insight into older magic so I could actually tell everyone the like insanity of this card. Um, but this is a little bit beyond our reach. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. So um, let's let's phone it back in a little bit. Let's okay. bring it in a little bit and let's talk about some just monocolor decks that we're playing right now. And um, I know, James, you play a lot of arena. You're you're you play exclusively standard uh, standard yeah. arena. So yeah. what monocolor decks do you really like? The so, I pl- play myself. I play white weenie. White weenie. White weenie's my my jam. But I do it with uh with like a like I found running it with like like prison cards is really really beneficial. So like the like the the cards that like take it out of play like it gets drawn or it gets played. Chuck it down the enchantment goes like and then it's like exiled, but it's not exiled until the card goes away, right? Um. So I've been doing that, but I really respect anybody who runs like mono green. It's it's always a deck that I've really wanted to run, but I just never have like actually built it because I really like the idea of it. But those are the two that I'm really interested in. I despise anybody who plays mono blue. I despise anybody who plays mono red, but I have beaten mono red because white weenie can like almost outlast it with like life gain and stuff like that. Um, And then like, I've never seen mono black. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't think there is too much mono black out there. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of some good examples right now, but I can't really think of any. The only ones I can really think of are in other formats. Mm-hmm. So the decks that I'm familiar with that are monocolored is, so I guess we'll start into modern, and then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll ease it in into to standard. Okay. So my my home in modern, uh, the first deck I played in modern was 8-Rack, which is a monocolored black deck. Okay. It's it's pretty quintessential to the flavor too. The whole deck's purpose is you play cards that make your opponent discard. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a mill deck. Yeah. Uh no, no, no. Not not like milling out of their deck, but like just getting rid of their hand. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you basically just get rid of their hand. You can't play any cards, then you're like, okay, well I'm kinda stuck. And you go, Well, how do you win if they don't have any cards? So they printed two cards. They printed the the namesake, the rack. Its text reads, um, basically, if they have uh, two cards in their hand, they take one damage. If they have one mm. card in their hand, they take two damage. If they have no cards in their hand, they take three damage. Okay. It's an artifact. And then they printed Shrieking Affliction, which is an enchantment. It's a black enchantment, and it reads, if the opponent has one or zero cards in their hand, they take three damage. So you run four of each of these. Oh my and so God. once you start getting cards down, like you, you can get like one or two rack effects down and then they don't have any cards and then they're taking like six damage a turn, which is insane, which That's is a gross, lot, especially if you can't do anything. Yeah. The other suite in the deck are, you know, like fatal pushes. So fatal push, I think went out of standard right when you were getting into it. Mm-hmm. So Fatal Push is one black instant. Kill a target creature that is mana cost two or less. I think it's two or okay. less. For one black. And then if you if something like left the battlefield during that turn, it, there's a special mechanic called Revolt, and you can remove something four or less. So okay. what's really good about this card is in modern, it's very fast. Very fast. You're not playing big creatures a lot of times. 
especially early on in the game, you're playing small creatures that are really effective in the game. And so okay. Fatal Push is really good because it hits it hits like all the creatures. So amazing card. You run that. It's right in that, right in that wheelhouse, right? Yeah, like, you run stuff like that. You run Ensnaring Bridge, which Ensnaring Bridge is three mana artifact. You put it down, and it says um, creatures with power greater than the amount of cards in your hand cannot attack in your own hand. So the idea okay. is you play all your discard spells, basically trading with your opponent's hand, getting everything out of their hands. You throw this down. You don't have a hand at that point. And then they can't attack with anything because, you know, nothing is... You can't do damage with zero-costed uh, power Exactly. Yeah. And then you run Liliana of the Veil, which is the most powerful Planeswalker in existence. Three mana... Uh, her plus one is each opponent or each player. So you and your opponent discard a card. Okay. Insanely good because it's part of the discard um, effect. Exactly. Um, and then a lot of times you're playing her and you don't really have a hand, and you're making your opponent discard card. So it's like it's it's a symmetrical effect, but it's actually not a symmetrical effect. A lot of times, uh, her minus two plus plus, plus are taking damage when they're losing these cards too. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. And you're not. And then her minus two is opponent sacrifices a creature. They get to pick the creature, but it's, you know, get rid of a creature. Insanely yeah. strong. Because you're not running, yeah. unless you're playing like an aggressive deck, you're not running a ton of creatures. So if you put something down, it's impactful. You just mm -hmm. get rid of it. Yeah. And then her ultimate ability, which, it, oh my gosh. Her opponent ability is, so whenever you do it, um, you separate your opponent's permanents into two piles. They have to choose one of them to keep and one to send to the graveyard. This is like such a cool such a cool mechanic uh, it's such a big mechanic right like, yes. you don't get a lot of stuff like that right yeah so when you yeah damn yeah, yeah she's three mana she's incredibly good um that's... what's uh what's the what, how many loyalty counters do you need to get the ultimate um eight eight okay eight and she starts on three so you can put her down immediately minus two and keep her alive still yeah yeah, yeah. so i run that mostly um, I also just switched over to Mono Red Phoenix. Phoenix is a yeah. good card. Phoenix is a good yeah. card in Standard, and it's an even better card in Modern. It makes me hate my life in Modern. Yeah, because a lot because you're playing Faithless Lootings, um, which is draw two cards, then discard two cards for one mana, which is insanely good because then you just you, you just toss your Phoenixes away and stuff like that. It's 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 broken. Um, not it's not really. It, 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 well, no, I, I shouldn't say that. it might be broken. Um, We'll see. We'll see if they end up banning Faithless Looting because it's a big problem in a bunch of other decks. But this deck is awesome because it it has what I like. I like Burn. Burn's really fun. Mm -hmm. I like playing monocolor decks. It wasn't incredibly expensive or anything. I think the the highest costed cards are um, Phoenix and Metamorphose. Um, those are probably the two biggest ones. So it's not a super expensive deck either. It's really powerful. It's super explosive, and it's fun because you're casting spells. Like you're, yeah. you're you have you have uh, mana morphos, so you're drawing cards. Um, you have faithless looting, so you're drawing cards and throwing phoenixes in the graveyard. Um, you have all your creatures besides uh, phoenix um, have uh, have prowess. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gains plus one plus one. So you're casting a bunch of cards. It's doing a ton of damage, and if you do more than three cards in a turn, you're pulling all your phoenixes There's out. You're phoenix. swinging for them. It's it's insane. It's like the most fun version of burn because it's so explosive it's just and it's very interactive too right like i mean usually it's just like with most burn decks it's like okay i'm burning something okay i'm burning something okay i'm burning something. but with that there's so many more fun components to it that makes it really like 
enjoyable to sit through and play, right? Unless you're on the receiving end and then you hate your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I played against someone at my LGS the other night. He was playing, like, mill, I think, um, like a budget mill deck. And he just, like, put down a land, and he's like, all right, I pass to you. And I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm it's, it's like, turn, like, one, and I'm, like, you know, swinging with a creature with haste, um, using Gutshot, which Gutshot has one Phyrexian mana, so you can pay two life instead of paying its cost. Deals right. one damage, but you're also you know buffing up your 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 guys with prowess and yeah you're just doing insane damage and swing in for a bunch i love it um so that's that's the two uh decks i have experience with in uh in modern and then in standard i have played a little bit of tempo blue it's such it's a it's a very strong deck i don't like it personally because i don't like blue um but it is very yeah. strong obviously we saw the last uh standard mythic championship um you know tempo blue was just so strong there we like i think i think uh the championship match which is a mirror it's mono or a tempo blue mirror tempo blue tempo blue yeah it would be really boring to watch i don't know No, it's man. not actually it, no? it's it is really interesting because you're playing creatures you're buffing them up you're drawing cards and then you're also like counterspelling and you're going through counterspell wars and it is kind of interesting to watch it's not my cup of tea because I don't like blue that much, but it is interesting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. See, I just like to watch like like not not like big nasty creatures like duke it out, but I like I like I like to see like when you kind of have that like that building of like uh, either side of the board where it's like okay, well if I attack, I'm getting wiped out, but if you attack, I'm wiping you out. You know what I mean? And you get this, and then you just reach this like peak where something needs to happen, right? Which you don't really see that often at like the higher skills, but in like in my skill level like that's kind of like a big trend right yeah i think you would really like drafting a lot then i yeah i should i should i like i should probably get into that i think you would like really it fun because it is a lot slower a lot of the time um games are definitely a lot slower you're building up your field a little bit sometimes you're making those calculated decisions like should i trade here should i not trade here and it's a lot of value and it is that kind of stalemate a little bit so i think you you might like that a little bit i might try, i might try that out yeah because i mean getting burned by like control blue decks all the time really sucks or getting burned uh, by burn which is the other thing i play by... um so i think it, it i i i really like it because i was talking about it a little bit earlier but like you could run like 18 lands and just a bunch of red creatures and spells and most of the time it's viable in that format no matter what yeah. format it is so um burn in modern um just mono red burn isn't the best one um it's boros burn is is you know boros okay. or naya burn are are the strongest but you you can do mono red burn and a lot of times that is what people do when they're getting into to modern is they play uh they play mono red burn because it's not too terribly expensive you're not buying any crazy lands which that's why i really like mono colored decks is because one of the biggest barriers to entry into in, into magic especially on the older uh older formats mm-hmm. is like the price of decks and the reason why decks are so expensive is because of these damn lands the you split have, lands and stuff like that yeah right? so like, you have the shock lands which th- thankfully they just reprinted them so they're not too terribly expensive right now but oh, those fetch lands yeah the ones where you, you they, they come in and you get a search for like one or the other but you can also like bring in one of the shocks and broken absolutely broken lands they'll never <laughs> reprint them i i don't think 
I, th- I don't think they would ever reprint them just because they're too strong, but they need to reprint them because they're too expensive. Like, Scalding Tarns right now, as of we're recording this, is, is like a hundred bucks per card. That's, oh my god. Which for, for a land, land for, for a land, land, it's insane. Like, I, yeah. I would expect some, like, broken lands. Like, I mean, ventures are kind of broken, but they're, like, they're staples. They're, they're quintessential yeah. for any deck that you run, and it feels bad when you want to play, like, mono, or, uh, anything except monocolor because you really need those and yeah yeah they're, they're essential right like, yeah but that is what's really good about monocolor decks is because you don't need these expensive lands you can still get there and you know keep the price down uh you know fairly cheap and there's actually a burn uh like a mono red legacy burn deck mm-hmm. legacy you know notorious every deck that's viable is like over a thousand dollars of like, course it's, it's expensive yeah um but you know you can get there on like a hundred dollar legacy burn deck, and like I'm not saying that you're gonna show up to like you know a big regional event and do super amazing, but this is a deck that if you're if your store is having like a legacy night, you could bring legacy burn and and still win. Like you could do it, and it's it, just so accessible because it's mono, yeah. right? Like yeah, and it has like really cool cards. There's like one that like deals four damage. But instead of paying its cost, you sacrifice two mountains. What? So it's like it's like almost like free four damage. So like you swing with everything, and if you need that little bit of reach, you're just like, I'll sack my lands and just do four damage. Whatever. I win anyways. Yeah. Oh my it, god. It, it's pretty awesome. Um, but that's yeah, that's crazy. that I mean, that's I think red does it the best because you could always run that. And then actually, I, w- I would say for the most part, you can always run a stompy green deck because they always print the the mana elves and they always print a really good stompy green card. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be a staple in like regardless of the set, right? Like yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of timeless, right? Because again, like we said, like it's just like they've nailed the, the, the color identity down so well. So they always know we need a stompy green card regardless of the set, right? So you always get one. Uh, so is there any more decks you want to talk about? I mean, I like I mean it's just going further down like the the white train. Like I mean like the uh like when I first started playing standard with through arena because that's the that's uh before years ago, that was the only real exposure I had to magic. I was really into tribal vampires. It was Ooh. really fun, like white vampires. It was it, like in almost pairing it with angels to a degree. But I mean, primarily white vampires. And it was really fun. It was it was wicked. That was with like uh, Ixalan, the two the two sets there, and that was a that was a blast. I really had a lot of fun with that. Really helped me like real like learn all the decks and not get like mowed over trying to figure out what my deck was doing. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I I, I like Vampire Tribal. I think they're they're really interesting. And um, mm. even though I don't I don't like this format, and you won't hear me bring it up very much because I've I've a disdain for it. But EDH Commander. Commander, yeah, he's really for good it. for those tribal things, you know. Like, you, like people have those vampire decks and, and stuff like that, and you get a lot of flavor out of EDH. Mm. Um, I, I will probably bring it up on an episode uh, down the road, but I'll, I'll go into my 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 commander player uh, gripes. Uh, Your hatred, Your yeah, hatred my, for my quote unquote hatred for them. Um, but yeah, I think honestly we could sit here and talk about mono color decks and mono colors just like for days on end. I think. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I think I, I think we got the 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 meat of it out there, right? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Like the the color, the flavor, 
all that good stuff. I think we I think we hit the major points. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, stay tuned for the next episode. I think we're gonna talk about the guild colors. So the the du- duo colors. So we talked about mono colors. We're just gonna step it up. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about those two colored cards, um, and how uh, how good they are because we just got off a set with Ravnica. Obviously, yeah. Ravnica is City of Guild, so perfect for that. So uh, stay Absolutely. tuned for that. Uh, other than that, follow us on Twitter at popped off popped underscore off. Yeah, see you next time on Roll for First. <laughs>